0: When it comes to writing books, one of the most popular book writing applications is a piece of software called Scrivener. Unlike Word, which is designed for everyone, Scrivener is designed for authors. Using Microsoft Word to write a book is like trying to screw in a screw with a Swiss Army knife. Technically, it's possible, but it's a lot easier with an actual screwdriver. Although sometimes Scrivener feels more like a power tool than a screwdriver. And chances are you already own Scrivener, most authors own a copy of it, and chances are you may find it a little overwhelming, or maybe you're only using a fraction of the power that Scrivener authors. You hear other authors raving about how powerful this tool is, how transformative Scrivener is, and you're looking at it and you're like, where do I even get started? So what are the hidden features inside of Scrivener and how do you put it to your best use? We'll find out in this episode of Novel Marketing, the longest-running book marketing podcast in the world. I'm Thomas Umstead, Jr., CEO of Author Media, and this is the show for writers who want to build their platform, sell more books, and make a difference with writing worth talking about. And today, we're joined by one of the top Scrivener gurus. He is the creator of Scrivener Unleashed, a course that has helped thousands of authors put Scrivener to better use. David Lee Martin, welcome to the Novel Marketing Podcast.
1: Well, it's great to be with you, Thomas. Very happy to come in and just help people get over that apparent mountain that stands in people's way when it comes to using Scrivener.
0: I should start off by asking, why is Scrivener so popular
1: with authors? Scrivener tends to work on a much more granular basis. And so instead of having one long document that just goes on and on, ream after ream after ream, Scrivener allows you to break everything down into folders, chapters, even sections within chapters. I like to think of building a book as opposed to writing a book. Because when I'm coming to write a story or create a book of any kind, Sometimes the ideas don't necessarily flow in order or we discover as we're writing, oh, wow, this part would go better up here earlier in the story or later in the story. Or we find when we're creating these stories, we actually enter into that world in the same way as the reader enters in. And sometimes we ourselves are surprised as we are writing. We're tapping away and we're like, oh, wow, I've got to find out what happens next. But then as those revelations come, as we begin to discover some of the nuances and maybe some of the rabbit trails, maybe some of the character traits that we want to begin to build into the story, if we're writing in a very linear fashion, it can be quite hard to work our way back up and like slot those things in. Whereas Scrivener, Because you're working on a either chapter by chapter, scene by scene basis, and Scrivener makes it very, very simple and very intuitive how to do that, you can just grab sections and move them to different places in the flow of your storytelling or your book building. And it makes the whole process a great deal more creative and fluid and flexible.
0: Yeah, so let's get into the organization part of Scrivener. We'll, we'll talk about how it can help you write better and write faster, but something that helps with both of those is organization. And Scrivener really is very strong in helping with organization. So let's talk about the different ways that you can organize your research in Scrivener.
1: I'm sure many of the people listening will recognize name of my book version one name of my book version one 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 name of my book (laughs) version two name of my book final name of my book final final yeah we've all done it whereas what happens within Scrivener it's like your entire writing world everything that you need for your story can be held within one Scrivener project So you have your draft or your manuscript folder, and we call it a folder, but it's more just like a a repository for your chapters and your scenes. And you can build out in any way you want.
0: Because this folder is inside of the Scrivener document. It's not like a folder on your computer with lots of Word documents in it. Each Scrivener document can have multiple folders with your research. So you can have one just with the bios of each of your characters, all in in a character bios folder.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you would have your main folder there where you're actually building out your book. You've then got a research folder and pretty much anything can go in that research folder. You can drag images in there. You can drag MP3s, videos, web links. Anything can go in there. If it can sit in a folder on your computer, it will be able to sit in a folder in your Scrivener project.
0: And you can link to it. So you're writing your book and you're like, oh, I know I'm going to need to reference this when I'm editing. Here's the map that I made for the battle. Right. And so every scene that features that battlefield. Right. You can have a link in your actual story to the picture that you made. Maybe you're the only one who sees the terrible drawing you did of the battle, but it helps you keep the troops in the right positions. And that way, it makes it really easy to pull up that image, not just for you, but anybody else editing or inside of that Scrivener document.
1: Yeah, and again, with the Scrivener kind of dashboard, you are not limited to just one item showing in there. So you could have one half of your screen where you're actually doing the writing, and the other half could be your research documents. The other half could be showing your character sheets, because you can build out character sheets, you can build out location sheets, again, all held within that one Scrivener project. And again, on the kind of organization side of things, there are a number of different things that you can do. You can do a revisions So it looks at revisions and saves several versions of your book as you build it. And you can go back to a previous version. Maybe you've been up um, late at night and you've had some pizza and a glass of wine and you get like this wonderful idea or you wake up way too early in the morning and get this wonderful idea and think this is it. This is the key to the story opening up and you pound it out on the keyboard And then you get up the next morning and read what you've written. And you think, what planet did this person who typed this come from? You can actually revert back to a previous version, which is really good.
0: Or a classic mistake. You cut some text and you meant to paste it somewhere else in your document, but then you forgot to. And now it's just gone. You go back in time to a version of... Your document before that text was cut, you can copy it and then paste it in and save that text so you don't have to rewrite it.
1: One thing that I really love is something called snapshots. So you can actually just highlight a portion of your writing and you can say, hey, take a snapshot of this. So if you know you're going to make some revisions of some kind, and you're not sure whether it's going to work or not, you can literally take a snapshot and that snapshot will be saved within the Scrivener project. And then you can compare snapshots. So you can compare like different versions of a portion of your writing, should you want to. Scrivener is going to save your files like every 25 seconds or something crazy like that. And every time you close your Scrivener project, It will save a backup as well as saving the file itself i had a a friend of mine get in touch with me in tears her mac had fallen over backwards and she thought she'd lost a hundred thousand word novel in the process (laughs) and for whatever reason something had corrupted on her hard drive And it was nice to be able to wipe the tears from her eyes and say, well, actually, there's a backup here that we can just pull up. I I felt like the the superhero coming in in his Scrivener cape.
0: Now, another organization tool is the cork board. And this is one of those things that there's just nothing like it in Microsoft Word. So what is the cork board and how would somebody use it to help stay organized?
1: I think like in old school, you know, people would get like small cards and write the chapter titles or scene ideas on cards and maybe have a wall that they were pinning those cards to little synopsis of the chapter or the scene, etc., and then move those cards around. Like I'm saying, like this idea of actually building the story, beginning to get, a big picture of how the story is going to flow and develop, etc. And Scrivener allows you to do that virtually. There are a number of different views that you can use within Scrivener. There's what they call Scrivenings, which is what we would generally consider kind of the, the typical Word document type look, just the words on the page. You've then got the corkboard view, which gives you these little cards on a virtual board that will give you the chapter title, any synopsis that you've put in there. You can also drop pictures on them if you want to, if you're working visually, Um, and then an outline view. It will show you the chapter titles, and you can have all sorts of different statistics in there. How many words are in that chapter? How many characters are in that chapter? You can set goals for each chapter, and a bunch of other things. There's so many of them. But for me, the very fact that I am not naturally an organized person, the very fact that my brain can jump from like the end of the book to the beginning of the book to the middle of the book within like a nanosecond, being able to pull all of my research and my thoughts and my ideas and my notes directly into the Scrivener project, being able to uh, build out the book in a very flexible, creative way, actually writing the book and being able to have it all in one place like that made a huge difference for me.
0: And depending on what kind of book you're writing, this organization may be even more useful. So if you're writing a romance that takes place in present day in your hometown, it's not a lot of research you have to do. Maybe you're creating a a character sheet for each one of your characters. But if you're writing an epic fantasy that takes place in a totally different world with different creatures and some kind of complicated magic system, you need a whole kind of story Bible for keeping it all straight. And what I like about Scrivener is that you can build that whole wiki for your whole story world and it all lives right there in that one Scrivener document or if you're writing a non-fiction book and you're having to collect lots of research for your nonfiction book again you can keep it all organized and have it connected in really useful ways without it cluttering up uh, the final product.
1: We see a lot of people as well Thomas will write in a series or write individual stories within a world that they've created and um, the great thing is if you've got one Scrivener project and you've done all of that work, you've got all of these research files, you've got the, these different character sheets, etc., etc., you can literally open th- that Scrivener project, open n- another project beside it and drag and drop anything you want from that previous project into the new project and it will create an exact duplicate of it in the new project. So all of the work that you've put in never has to be redone or anything of that kind. You just drag and drop it into the new project. You've got it all there, ready to go.
0: So we've been talking about using Scrivener to stay organized. Now let's talk about how you can use Scrivener to make your writing better. And this is where it's got a lot of really fun tools Again, you wouldn't find in Microsoft Word like a name generator. So will it
1: help me come up with better names for my fictional characters? I actually really love the name generator. I've, I've, but one of my main uses of the name generator was to generate pen names. I, I actually run a publishing company. <laughs> one of the most fun uses for me was creating these wild and wonderful pen names that I now publish under. But yes, it's got a name generator where you can just jump in and say, like, I want female names or male names. You can choose what letters you want. Do you want it to be alliterative? Uh, So you're able to generate any number of names. And you can say, look, throw me out a hundred names of this nature, and it will do so. Or there
0: are some countries that there's only a certain list of names that parents are allowed to give their children. And any name that's outside of that list is an illegal name. So Germany, for instance, has a Mm. list of approved names. So if you have a German character and you want to have a legal German name, it actually has the list of German names in the name generator. So it will only generate valid German
1: names. One of the useful things as well with the name generator is you can actually import your own list. Like we spoke about fantasy And if you're creating like these wild outlandish names that would not generally be used, it would definitely not be a legal German name. For example, (laughs) You you can you can actually import any number of like first and second names and have that as a database that will then churn those out in all sorts of different iterations. One of the things that I like is you can look at your use of words.
0: They call it the linguistic focus. That's the baby, yes. Which you probably have not used this tool because that is the worst name. That's going to scare everyone away from this feature. But it allows you to highlight every noun or every adverbs. If you're trying to reduce the adverbs, it'll just boom with one a couple of clicks i'll highlight every adverb in your manuscript so you can go in and see if that adverb really needs to be in that sentence
1: and we're also sometimes unaware in the same way as we are when we're talking that we have a tendency to overuse certain words <laughs> you know so the linguistic focus tool lets you see at a glance that, oh man, I'm using this particular word way too often. Maybe I need to either just simply remove the use of some of those words in places, or again, you've got a built-in dictionary, built-in thesaurus within Scrivener. You can begin to just utilize some of those tools as well to mix it up and make your writing just more nuanced and have more texture.
0: That's right, and you really will see you're writing with whole new eyes with a linguistic focus view. So you can just toggle. It's like, I want to see just the direct speech, just the words in quotes so you can see the dialogue and how much attribution you're using and fiddling with this just a little bit may really transform your writing because there's a big difference between knowing what you need to do. Like we all know it's better to use a strong verb than to use a weak verb and then try to fix it with an adverb, right? Hopefully most of us learned that in school. It's in every book on writing. (laughs) But knowing that you need to do it and having all of your adverbs jumping off the page saying, hey, look at me. You're like, oh, I'm not doing this as well as I thought I was. And this allows you to have a stronger manuscript going into your edit, which then helps the whole rest of the process.
1: That's absolutely true.
0: So another writing tool that's built into Scrivener is text tidying. Text tidying is a typesetting tool that helps you clean up the type of your book. So some people will sometimes press spacebar once after a period and sometimes press spacebar twice after a period. Most style guides call for just one space after a period, but maybe you hit spacebar a few extra times. Well scrivener it can go through your whole document or your whole selection of a document and standardize it, right? Because if you're gonna do two spaces after a period, you gotta do it consistently throughout your whole book. And Scrivener's got a bunch of tools like that. So it's not just The number of spaces, but also spaces between paragraphs, leading tabs, a lot of the sorts of things that tend to get really inconsistent. Especially if you're writing, or you started writing in Word and you you know copy and paste it into Scrivener, your formatting may be kind of all over the map. I would say the other tools are probably better for this text tidying type function. Like I think Atticus is pretty strong at this, and Vellum I think is also really good. I imagine that's what you do. You take your manuscript in Scrivener, and then you bring it into Vellum before you publish it?
1: I used to use Scrivener for everything, because Scrivener really is an all-in-one tool. From the very inception right through to spitting out a print-ready PDF, an EPUB file for Kindle or for other platforms, even a screenplay, you name it, a Scrivener will be able to take the text that you've put into it and crunch it through something called the compiler and spit it out in all sorts of different formats. So instead of having to have a digital version of the book and then a completely different one for the print version etc it can take what you put in and then at the formatting stage using the compiler you can actually say I want this kind of book I want that kind of book it can be in a manuscript style that you would send to an agent or to a publishing house it can be a print ready file that you literally just upload directly to KDP if you're self publishing and so I used to use the compiler and was incredibly excited and impressed with what a great job it did but because it can do so much it does have a tendency to be a little complex, especially when you first come to it. So I used to do my entire workflow, like from beginning to end, everything can take place in Scrivener. And if that's appealing to you, you can actually do that. And even with the compiler, which is arguably the most complex part of Scrivener, again, once you've got those settings in place and you've saved them, you don't have to go through the painful process of ticking and checking all the right boxes and setting everything up again. And so that's how I worked for a long time. It was literally to put out a digital book and a print book became just a matter of pressing a couple of buttons. I crave simplicity. And believe it or not, Scrivener did give me a level of simplicity in that I could have everything in one place. I could be secure that I wasn't going to lose my work. I could build my book according to my own manner of writing and creative process in there without it being awkward. But now I build the book in Scrivener. I then export it from Scrivener or compile it in Scrivener as a doc X and then I drag and drop that file into Vellum. And I use Vellum to actually then format the book.
0: And that's actually what I recommend. I don't, even though Scrivener can generate ebook files for indie authors who need to generate their own ebook files, I think either Atticus or if you're running Windows or Vellum, if you're running Mac, are going to be worth the investment. Obviously, it's one more piece of software to buy. But it does save you the hassle because Scrivener, I feel like where it's really strong is in the writing tools. It's got a lot of really cool writing tools. Like I recently found it will give you statistics on what the most frequently used words are in your entire writing. So it'll count up how many times you use a pet phrase It can help you see it. It's like, wow, I'm I think I'm using the word grim too much in the story and you can just see it in the frequency. It's got a lot of really cool features like that. Whereas when it comes to generating the ebook, the experience in a tool like Atticus or in Vellum is just a better experience.
1: It's like worlds apart really from most other tools. I I love it. And the two pieces of software together, Scrivener for writing, Vellum or Atticus for formatting, is really just power twins and make the whole process a real joy.
0: We talked about how you can use Scrivener to stay organized. We talked about it, how you can use Scrivener to make your writing better. Before we go, I want to talk about how it can help you write faster. And I'll say the first feature was the first feature that caused me to buy Scrivener, Scrivener 1, and gosh, I want to say it's 2007, 2006, was focus mode. It had a mode which at the time was revolutionary. Almost everyone has copied this feature now. But it's still really cool where you can put Scrivener into a view where it hides all distractions. It blacks out your entire screen. It, I think it even turns off spell check. So it recreates basically the typewriter experience where there is nothing to do on your computer but write, which only an author would appreciate that. But for a lot of writers, if there's any distraction whatsoever, they're going to go to that bouncing distraction, one red number, and they're going to be off to that thing, whereas focus mode does its best to hide those distractions so you can just sit down and write, which ultimately helps you write faster, but also helps you write better because it helps you get and stay in the zone because it's getting in that zone where you're really focused and you're in flow that your best writing comes. And every time you get interrupted, it takes you out of that zone. And sometimes it can be hard to get back there.
1: And it's just one click. You click it and you're immediately in that kind of focused environment. And you can also have it so... The line that you're writing stays right in the center of the screen.
0: Another feature it has that helps you write faster is writing targets. So let's say you have a manuscript due, 50,000 words due, and it's due in a month and a half, and you've already written 5,000 words. How many words do you need to write today to stay on track? Well, if you're good with spreadsheets or you have a handy calculator, you can find the answer to that. Or if only there was a tool that could do that math for you and keep you up to date with whether or not you're on track with your writing goal. And it can track it by words. It can track it by pages. It's a really powerful tool for helping you know whether you're on target or not. And this is one of those things that separates professional, traditionally published authors, the ones who keep getting contracts, from the ones who only get published here and there, is whether or not they can reliably hit their deadlines.
1: Depending how much you love setting those targets and working towards targets, Scrivener will have the tools there to allow you to do it. And the
0: final feature that it has is that it integrates with the dictation on your computer. So a lot of people don't realize this, but both Windows and Mac now come with free dictation out of the box where you just talk into your computer and it turns it into text. You don't have to pay for Dragon. You can just talk to Siri. And Siri is about as good, maybe even a little bit better than Dragon at converting text into speech. And once you enable that on your computer, you can just with one click or with one tap on your keyboard talk straight to Scrivener and it will turn your audio of your voice into a transcription that you can then edit right there in your document. And for the people who write really, really fast, the people who are writing a book a month, dictation is almost always a part of their workflow. For one, to save their wrists, because writing a book a month is hard on your wrists. (laughs) Uh, But also, you can talk a lot faster. A normal talking pace is almost as fast as the fastest typists.
1: The technology now is so advanced takes a little bit of time to get used to, I think, isn't it? D- dictation is a skill that is learned in the same way as actually writing is a skill that is learned. But once you get used to it, it can be one of those things that you just think, wow, why didn't I learn? Why didn't I just allow myself to learn this skill a bit sooner?
0: You know, they say the best writing, you write the way you talk. Well, one way to help ensure that is for the rough draft to be you talking. <laughs> I believe both Windows and the Mac dictation tools force you to put in the punctuation, whereas if you pay for some of the online tools like Descript, Sonics, those will actually put the punctuation in for you. They're a little bit more advanced, but you have to pay you know, per hour for that transcription. But yeah, dictation software has come a long way. The reason why Dragon is not for the Mac, I'm convinced, is that the Mac's built in tool is as good, if not better, than Dragon. And there's no way you can compete with a free built in tool with your paid tool.
1: Have you used Otter.ai before? Or?
0: Otter, Otter.ai is good. Uh, Happy Scribe is good. There's a bunch of these tools that are really good. Half of them are just reselling. Amazon's text-to-speech, so with half of them, it's secretly Alexa powering it, and it's hard to find out which ones are, are powered by Amazon and which ones have their own AI algorithm. We're almost out of time, but what's one common myth about Scrivener that you'd like to debunk?
1: The biggest common myth about Scrivener is that it is difficult to use. Honestly, it is not difficult to use. If you will give yourself like 30 minutes to one hour to familiarize yourself with the basics of Scrivener.
0: And what we mean by that is pushing buttons to find out what they do. Yeah, pretty
1: much. Yeah, yeah. Play with it.
0: Right. Just playing with it. Don't jump in on deadline. If you're a week before your deadline, don't get on Scrivener. (laughs) Right. Just play with it like a, a child playing with a toy for an hour
1: Yeah, I've got a little booklet that I can give to the listeners that basically is like learn the basics of Scrivener in half an hour. It's just a PDF, but it will show you and talk about a number of the things that we've spoken about here tonight, um, but just help you break down some of the basics. And honestly, within 30 minutes, you will feel very confident to open up Scrivener and begin to explore further. And I've also got a number of courses. I've got courses on the Mac, the Windows version and the... Because a lot of people did courses on the Mac version then a little addendum for PC users. But this is a full version, completely created in the PC version, a full Mac version, and then the iOS um, app as well. If anyone is wants to kind of fast track their Scrivener career, they can jump over to www.davidleemartin.net forward slash Scrivener. You'll see the courses there and the prices of the courses. When you check out, use the promo code NOVEL, N-O-V-E-L, and it will take 50% off for you because I love Thomas so much. He's such (laughs) an amazing it's such an amazing help to us all that anyone who listens to this podcast is deserving of 50% off.
0: Yeah, thank you. I'll have links to the Scrivener in 30 Minutes kind of starter guide and i also have links to all three of those courses as well as the coupon code. In case you don't remember, just remember to go to authormedia.com and find the show notes for this episode and we'll have links to all of those things. I highly encourage you, If you're going to use Scrivener to invest in training, because a little bit of training at the beginning of your career can save you hundreds of hours of frustration. And this is true regardless of what tool you use. So I had an episode a few months ago about Atticus, which is another really good tool. There are so many better alternatives to Microsoft Word out there. These are all better. They have different strengths and weaknesses, comparing them. Scrivener is stronger in the writing area, but it's weaker in the collaboration than Atticus and it's weaker in the publishing of the ebook. So you could start off in Scrivener and then you kick it to Atticus, but they're not expensive. They're all cheaper than Word 2, <laughs> especially in the long run. So I do encourage you to check that out and getting training really is a good investment. Our featured patron today is C.L.R. Peterson, author of Lucia's Renaissance, Heresy is Fatal in Late Renaissance Italy, So only a suicidal zealot would do so much as whisper the name of Martin Luther. But after Luther's ideas ignite a young girl's faith, she must choose, abandon her beliefs, or risk her life in the turbulent world of late 16th century Italy. CLR Peterson, thank you so much for your financial support that helps keep this podcast on the air. Patrons like you receive a bonus episode Every month, and this month, we are doing the bonus episode live. So I'm hosting a live Q&A just for patrons of the podcast, and it's not too late if you want to become a patron and attend that live event. If you can't afford to become a patron but still want to help the show, you can. Just leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Audible. Speaking of reviews, Writers Digest recently featured us as one of the 101 best websites for writers. They say, Author Media helps authors build their platform and sell more books. Broken into six categories, they offer free resources, engage with their podcast, sign up for their newsletter, and find other writers through their exclusive social network. Or become a member and enjoy writing courses, small group coaching, and and a directory of more than 100,000 podcast hosts. So thanks to Writer's Digest for their shout out. This is the first time they have mentioned authormedia.social, our exclusive social network. But while it is exclusive, it is currently free. It may not always be free, but it will always be free for people who sign up while it is free. So if you want to get in on our exclusive social network and be grandfathered in to the low, low price of $0, go to www.authormedia.social. The Novel Marketing Podcast is a production of Author Media. Our producer is Laurie Christine. This episode's audio was edited by William Umstadt, and the blog post version is crafted by Shauna Lettler. To read that blog post version of this episode or to download the free guide that David Lee Martin so generously is offering us on how to master Scrivener in 30 Minutes, Visit authormedia.com slash three, two, four. I'm Thomas Umstead Jr. saying thank you for listening and live long and prosper.